Wow, come on. It's good to be back. Brent says his love. He will be ministering next Sunday. He is back next Sunday. He actually is in our church in Olympia this morning. If you guys don't know, we have a Windward Church in Olympia. Um, pastors, uh, Pastor David and Kathy Selstrom. And he's actually, because it's, uh, a lot of it happened just pre-COVID, and so he's actually ordaining them this morning. So we just blessed those guys this morning. It's pretty cool, eh? Yep. Yeah. They, they call their church the remnant. So the remnant, they're going after. They love the glory. Oh, God's good. I just love it. I can, what Mary just shared, Justin shared. That's a good message right there. We need to take accountability for what goes on. I was sitting there, I'm like, man, we have to choose to bring revival anywhere we go. But that's a mindset. I almost, I don't know if I'll do it. I don't think we will, but I almost wanted to make you guys reread those decree, that declaration. It was a little too quiet. Yeah, actually, throw it up. Let's decree this. Especially that first, uh, yeah, throw it up, the first line. Let's, yeah, well, wait, follow me. Guys, stand up. We're going to do this. It's not a, because I'll let you know this declaration is not about an offering. This declaration is powerful. We actually get them from Bethel. I was there two Sundays ago, and we were doing, actually, probably this declaration. Um, but we actually have to believe what we say. The Word of God says our mouth is powerful. And if you want to actually change something, you can speak in existence. Remember, you're an ambassador of Christ. You are exactly the worst first line. I am powerful. If we can't get past that first line, we, we, we have somewhere to learn. Right? If you didn't come here realizing you're powerful, you're feeling a little weak this morning, we're going to speak against that this morning. So with me, let's declare this. I am powerful. And what I believe changes the world. So today I declare... God loves me all the time. Nothing can separate me from his love. Jesus' blood paid for everything. I will tell nations of what he has done. I am important. How he made me is amazing. I was designed for worship. My mouth establishes praise to silence the enemy. Everywhere I go becomes a perfect health zone, and with God, nothing is impossible. Woo! Come on, Jesus. Some people say, well, there's a lot of I, I, I in there, but that's because God paid for you. And he actually wants you to know your identity. We all know what's, what God is doing in you and through you, but he actually made you, and he actually sent his son, and Jesus came and bled and died. But he didn't stay there. He rose so that you guys could have the keys. You guys, me, we have the keys. And those are keys to what we call revival. So revival is just a revival of, of what God has already given to us. You know that, right? We don't search out revival. We should be living revival. We, we, we're waiting for revival. We are revival because he already did it. We just have to choose to live in it. We have to understand. This, is, this is alone will change your life. And I love bringing it up because I, I, I got this revelation years ago. So when I go somewhere and I'm feeling down, the Lord gets after me. He's like, Kevin, what are you doing? Change the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, there's too much. No, we are revival. Yeah. We are heaven on earth. Yes. I'm a citizen of heaven. So I want to tell you, heaven's here. Yeah. I can tell you because I'm here. And you just need to tell yourself because you're here. We gotta learn to work ourselves up, not not it's a fake understanding, but actually just realizing the truth and getting the revelation over into our minds. 
Our hearts may know, but our minds don't just need to pick it up. You guys carry it. And I actually have a great opportunity this morning because I, I yes, Val and Sean want to come up here. There's a, we have a, well, I would, I'll call her a special guest, but she's actually part of family. And I want her to come up because she is, can somebody get me a mic? Somebody, she has asked to, she wants to thank you guys. But I'm telling you, we, we have a sign of wonder coming up here right now. I will make that come up. Yeah, stand up, come on. Okay. Hi. Um, this, uh, my name is Val, and we attend this church. My daughter, Shauna, for those of you maybe that don't know us here in the church, we've been gone for about six months. <laughs> um, okay, so six months ago, uh, we all got COVID in our household, but Shauna got it really uh, bad. So she ended up in the hospital and she ended up on the ventilator and they put her, they induced her into a coma. And so she was in a coma for about five weeks, but then it took weeks after that for her to wake up. And uh, when she woke up, she had to literally learn how to move every inch of her body. Her body could not move at all. And so, of course, uh, I called on the church, Kevin and Brent, and the church here to pray, which they did, and it was awesome. And um, as Shauna slowly healed, um, it was an answer to prayer every inch of the way. But... Um, they didn't expect her to live. But they did not expect her to live. I'll go back a little bit. Um, when she was in a coma, the ICU doctor called a family meeting. The kids, Shauna's three, three children, my grandkids, and me. And we had a, a Zoom meeting. And the ICU, ICU doctor said that, uh, told me all the bad things that were happening to Shauna, like that she had... She has a heart problem. She has kidney problems. She has, she had cancer. She had all these things and she was having blood transfusions in the hospital. Actually, she had about six of them. And so then he was calling a family meeting to tell us how bad this was and that they weren't expecting her to survive. And that he, it was a horrible meeting. It was like, um, he was telling us that she wasn't gonna make it. That's what he was telling us. And uh, he was telling us to just let her go. And uh, me and the children, we, uh, we, I waited till he, till he finished all his spiel about everything that was bad and she wasn't going to make it. And I waited for that. And then I said to him, are you done? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I said, we are believers. We believe God's going to heal her. And we are standing on his word. And we will not pull the plug. We are believing for total health for her. So I just wanted to say thank you for all of you that prayed. All my brothers and sisters are prayer warriors. Even when I wanted to give up, you guys didn't give up. So thank you so much for all your prayers and support. Come on. I really appreciate it. And so she came, she literally had to learn how to move every inch of her body slowly, 
day by day, and I would be in communication with Kevin and Brent, and they would be praying, and the whole prayer team, and a lot of people from the church were praying. And we felt the prayers, and I felt the prayers, because actually after, when we had that big meeting with the ICU doctor, and we made our decision, and then of course my mind was just, that night I just couldn't sleep, I was just crying in my pillow and crying in my pillow because because the words were coming back to me and he actually said, oh, he says, you want her to live, but he said, what about if she lives and she's just laying there and not her body won't move and, and, and you've stuck her in an old folks home and where she can't even move, she's gonna, not, she's gonna hate you for that. And so I, you know, I, those words were just playing in my mind and playing in my mind but the Lord was there with me all the time, and I could feel the prayers. I knew people were praying, and I could feel them. And so thank you for very much for me. And even, Shauna, tell them about what the, the nurse first saw you yeah. when you first came there. Yeah, I actually met the nurse that saw me when I first came in, and she was like, I didn't even think you were going to make it. And it was not a nice sight. She explained to me what I looked like, because I, of course, I was not aware of it. And basically, she was just like, you know, she, I don't even think she was a Christian, and she was just like, well, how did you survive? And I'm like, prayer. And she's like, oh, it was prayer, right? And I go, yep, it was prayer, so, yeah. yeah. So anyways, as, as Shauna learned, slowly, it was a slow process. She, she had to learn how to walk and every little part of it, and so now she just has a few little issues, but it's, it's almost 99% healed, yeah, I would say. So. Yeah, so thank you very much. Thank you. Come on, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Let's just put your hands out. I want to do it. She's already being healed, but we were full, full, better than she went in, right? Let's just come in agreement. That's our God, right? Yeah, come on. So, Lord Jesus, right now, we just declare over Shauna right now that she would get seven times what was trying to be taken, Lord God. Lord God, fullness of health, fullness, what she's called to, Lord God. Lord God, bring her back into even that anointing that she moves in, even in her healing anointing, the prophetic anointing, Lord God. Lord, signs and wonders, Lord God, Jesus, Lord God, because she is a living sign and a wonder, and we release your goodness upon her. We command full healing in the powerful name of Jesus Christ that you would get your full reward, Jesus. Come on. Anyone else? Go for it. Come on. Jesus. Yes. Yes. God, I just speak your anointing over Shauna right now. I thank you, Lord, for the wings that she has to fly in yes. the spirit, that those promises are full and that they are yes and amen. And that when the enemy came to pull that down, when he came to say that they were null and void, that you, Lord God, brought a different word, that you, Lord God, pulled down from heaven and you saved her life, Lord God. I see the wings sprouting out. I see the wings in the heavenlies for her to fly that the best days ahead of her, that she has not come back for less, that, Lord God, you are a God of abundance and you are a God of the more, and that that is her word, and that she stands firmly, firmly planted in who you are, Lord God. So right now in the spirit, we lift her hands. We lift her hands in the spirit, Lord God, and we say, you are not alone. You've never been alone. You've never been alone. All that time in the hospital, the Lord was there with you, but we were there with you. We've got your back. We love you, Shauna. You have a place here. You are family, and we love you. 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 And Lord God, we are so grateful. Jesus, we are so grateful for you. For your love, Lord God. For the miracle, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
there who will finish your being healed. Come on. And we thank you for the, all the things that the yeah. Lord has for you. Yeah. And we bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We thank you and speak to your soul. Bless the Lord. Yeah. Bless the Lord. Father, if you need to see her this morning, and I, I didn't know she was going to be here this morning. I knew she'd be coming, and I, I had to do a double take. I thought, There's a miracle sitting right here, and I started hugging her, and whether she liked it or not. And, and I just thank you. I said, said earlier, Father, how she's, she's messed up the medical community. They were looking and said, well, you know, don't plan on well, all that stuff, right? You've heard it firsthand. And Father, they were dead wrong. I thank you, Father God, that you are a higher authority. You are a higher authority. And Father God, those things, Father, those declarations that come from man have to bow their knee. And so in Jesus' name, I thank you, Father God, that as a family, we get to celebrate, Father God, the goodness of God. Shauna, you're a product of the goodness of God. Own it. Walk in it. And Father, I just, I'm just so excited for what you're going to do, Father God. I want, and for, the, for a bright future, and I've heard it already prayed, the best, the best is yet to come. Yeah! Lord, I just want to thank you for Mama Val, the, the bear, the lion. Lord, I thank you for her tenacity, God. Thank you for the example we all need to be. Amen. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Come on. God is so good. Thank you for participating in this miracle, as it's, even as it continues, guys. I love it how there's others too, but Woodward came around. The family came around Shauna. Those who weren't a part of it, it was a journey and a faith for all of us to step in. And it actually taught us a lot of cool things, it's just, just to keep going, just to keep going. I want to thank the intercessors because I know, especially, well, not just intercessors, all of you guys, because I know a lot of feedback that many people were woken up in the nights to stay up just praying for her. And I just love it because we're getting to see a testimony. I think that you have to read, like, I know she didn't fully die. But if you actually knew the real things going on in the hospital, we literally pretty much had a resurrection. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you got that. They actually went to unplug her. And so, uh, because they were, the machines were just keeping her alive for a long time. But God, but God, came but It was actually interesting because we got opportunities to pray for her uh, through, through FaceTime. Yeah. And she doesn't remember it. But the strangest thing is we would go out, like we were, like we, we were praying. And we like, Shauna, speak to your spirit right now. And she would move her head and stare at us. And so we're like, she must have known. But she doesn't ever remember any of that. But what I'm saying is her spirit was alive. Right? And we actually, just let you know, in that room when we were praying the numerous times, we actually, we took authority and said, we're speaking to your spirit right now. And we said, your spirit, because our spirit is created to be eternal. Right? And we told her spirit to rise up and take authority and boom. Yeah. See healing, right? All right. God's so glorified. I love it, man. And I, 
You can't get any better because I'm literally talking on the goodness of God today, and you can't really get any better than that because he's good, right? Oh, Jesus. So that's what I'm talking about. So he's good. You guys all agree? Yes. Lord Jesus. No. Um, <laughs> literally. Um, we declare it a lot, but we actually have to learn to make sure we believe it. Right? That's the number one thing. And so we're going to jump into a little stuff we teach a lot at school. And I want to bring some language. It's something we call core values. You guys know what core values are? Yeah. Values that are central. Values that are essential that dictate what goes on in our lives. Our core values are the lenses that we actually determine in which way we see things. So we all have a set of lenses that we look through life from. When you're listening to me right now, you are listening and seeing and hearing it through a set of your ears, but you're actually hearing it through how you were raised with core values in your heart. If I said, if you, if you didn't have, if you didn't have a value at a core value that God's still active today, you're probably struggling right now, what we just declared. That's the truth. I don't believe anyone in this room does. I'm just, it's the best example. Yeah. It's really dead. Come on, wake up, guys. Revive. <laughs> it's going to be good. We'll, we'll, anyways, they are the interpreters of the events of our world. They're what happens when something have, comes into your situation. For example, the reason I really, is that say right now there's a war going on in Ukraine. And either we can look at this right now and say, oh my goodness, or we can say we can do something about it. Yeah. What do you mean? I can't go to Ukraine. I'm not a soldier. But you can pray. Yes. You can shift heaven. Grease yes. Howells has a great book if you want to read. Uh, and it's called Intercessor. And you'll, it's documented how they shift wars in the prayer room. It's not just ideas. We have history, guys. We have history. Everything we do comes through our core values. And one of the most important core values I find, well, many of them, but is that God is good today. Yeah. That he always was and always is. Yeah. All right? And so when things come my way, I have to process them through that. Yeah. I don't make excuses because, well, maybe God was just in a bad mood that day. No. no, you guys, it doesn't work like that. Then we would have a very unstable situation here. Yeah. Right? The thing is, is God is so good that he made humans for what purpose? So they get people truly to love him. You know you're made? And the most important thing he gave you was free will. That's the most important thing he gave you. Because without it, you don't choose to love them. You're just a robot. You have free will. Which has caused the whole situation of the fight has gotten really good. Because sin came into the world. But he didn't bring sin into the world. The devil tempted and brought it to mankind. But then mankind, Adam and Eve, what did they do? They sinned. I actually have it right here. Let's just read this. Like, Genesis 3, 4 to 5. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in this day you, will, you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. From the beginning, the devil has tried to convince man that God's not good. Because what was he saying to Eve? He's holding back something. It's the same thing today he's doing. He's always telling us you're holding back something. Oh, I'll, 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 it'll be quiet here in a second, but um, people say, oh, no, 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 tithe's old covenant because he's holding back. You, you don't want to be held back. That's the devil's lie. Justin was trying to share, and it's always awkward trying to share for yourself, but he is a living testimony in his own life, and I love that he had boldness to say it. 
because he's somebody that's lived it. But it's a principle because in God's goodness, he can't lose. It's not about God needing your money, guys. I'm only bringing this up because this is a big issue all the time. And we talk about it. We have friends that we talk about. We're like, if only people could know the freedom they could be in. Right? It's not about... It's a principle. There's things in the kingdom, and one of them is get God is good. So when his word says, even test me in your giving, because I want to show you my goodness. He's not saying test me. He's saying test me because he wants you to look good. You know that? There's, if you don't know, uh, I'll, I'll let you into some maybe behind-the-scenes things going right now. Going Literally, there's prophetic words from high-level prophets talking about there's a shift of finances in this world into the kingdom. World finances. I wasn't going to go here, but I want to speak that because if you realize that God actually wants the church, which is the body of Christ, not to be rich just to, to, so that they're rich, is to see the further of the kingdom. But the thing is, is this world is run a lot by money. And so I, I hear it. There, I hear it all the time. So I, I, people go, oh, why would I want to be a Christian? They're always broke. In the business, a lot of the business people, that's why we need people like Kurt and others in this church that are apostolically moving in business to get a mindset that they're not building a, a kingdom for themselves, but they're making a kingdom and bringing for the, for the kingdom of God. It's not about, hey, I need all this stuff. It's actually the world is looking and saying, well, why would I want that? Seriously. We got to shift our mindset because he's good. If you have, if you're... So if you're raised by a good father, he wants to see you blessed. But I was just talking to somebody the other day, and he was, this is a true story, he was sharing about he's older and he's wealthy, and he has four kids, and he's going to leave an inheritance. But you know what was so sad? Because it breaks his heart. He's, got, he's, he's leaving almost 90-some percent of it to one of the kids. Not because he doesn't love the other ones just as much. He actually loves them so much that their lifestyle, and he's, challenged them, talked to them, and they're still trying to work it so it doesn't happen this way, but they are actually, it would destroy them if they left millions. You get that? And even talking, it sat in me, I'm like, wow, that, and he knows, he's like, it's going to probably even hurt the whole family when he goes, because that one son's going to get beat up probably, but he's like, I can't do this, and I know the family, and it's true, right? Now, I wouldn't mind still getting what the other ones are getting, but still... But what I'm saying is God's goodness is, is we need to demonstrate it on the earth. Jesus came and demonstrated. Sean is a testimony of his demonstration of healing. Talk about, not just talking about this, but healing. I, Jesus went around healing the sick to demonstrate what? How good his father was. That's what Jesus did. He wanted us to know how good his daddy is. Because he's our father, Right? God describes himself as gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. God is in a good, is good and by nature in a good mood. Man, Bill Johnson has taken a hit for that statement. The church was mad when he started saying God's in a good mood. Have you, those who have kids, have you ever disciplined your child when you're still in a good mood? It's actually the healthy way to do it. It was actually, yeah, a cool legacy from my family is my grandpa before he, he shared all the time that he would never, when my mom and her sisters and, and her and brother were growing up, when they had to get disciplined, he would literally tell them to go to their room and he would not meet with them to, to spank them until he got his rights in the right spirit. And then when he, oh man, and then when he spanked them, he would cry because it really was hurting him. Right? That's our father. He's so good. So Psalms 103 
8 to 13 says, Lord, you're so kind and tenderhearted and so patient with people who fail you. you. Your love is like a flooding river, overflowing its banks with its kindness. Come on. You don't look at us only to find our faults. Come on, that's just, some of you just need to hear that. God doesn't look for your faults. He's not looking for them. Just so you can hold a grudge against us, you may, you may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve. Nor do you get even what even with us for what we've done. I want to jump on this for a minute. we got to stop getting even with one another because we're supposed to look like our Father. Right? Especially, I'm going to jump here, especially in marriages. Come on, if you're playing a game of keeping it even in your spouses, break that off. It's not helping you. It doesn't work, guys. We're supposed to lay our lives down for one another. Not get even with each other. It is the fastest way. Oh, man. You should, we're not supposed to do things for each other just because somebody else did something for you. We're supposed to love unconditionally. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love towering over all, who fear you and bow down before you. Father, Farther than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you removed our guilt from us. Come on. We just break off guilt right now. Come on. We're, we're, on, we're on the other side of the cross. We're on the other side of the tomb. You don't need to live in guilt. Confess your sins, and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. It's done. It's done. So big, quick thing is you can't use that against somebody. It's the same. Just, this is the cool thing about we're supposed to live like God treats us. So when somebody actually asks you for forgiveness, and you actually forgive them, you may still have to work through some issues because some big things happen, but you can't use that against them anymore. Once you truly forgiven, no, this is big. If you are still, if something comes up and you've met with somebody and then something comes up and then you, you're fighting with it, you wake up at night and you're like, oh, I'm mad at so-and-so, you, you haven't forgiven yet. You've got to work in your heart. It's not their issue anymore. They won't even know because they've gotten forgiven. Because, man, that would suck if God did that. Imagine his book of remembrance was like, hey, let's remember your sins. It's not. The great and dreadful day of the Lord we're going to have someday. Guess what, Christians? The great's for us. No, it is. You are not going to get, you were not getting into judgment day and you're going to be like, hey, Let's put, him, let's put uh, Justin up here. Let's put his sins on the wall. The Bible says the opposite. It says he's far, too far away. He's, he doesn't want to see them. And I'm telling you, the devil's not powerful enough to make override God. You have more authority than the devil. You guys know that, right? No, just, just going to break this mindset here. So on Judgment Day, it's like, wow, about the devil. No, they'll tell the devil to back off and know your scripture. It's what we're supposed to be doing today. The same thing, he comes to bring temptation or bring guilt. You need to tell him where he belongs. He's going to have a very bad day. You know, actually, he's had a very bad day ever since. He had a, he had a really bad day. I love bringing this up. He had a really bad day when Adam was formed. Because he fell because he wanted to look like God. And guess what we were made like? We're the biggest insult every day to him. 
I love talking about this because we have this big devil, and he's not. You don't need to be scared. A Christian is way stronger than a great warlock. The greatest warlock. It says in the Bible, you are greater if you choose to be. So if you're afraid of the enemy taking you, just, just tell him to get back. He can't. If you know your authority, you are stronger. But the same thing is true as a Christian. It's because you're so powerful, you better be careful what you say. A lot of our warfare isn't coming from the devil. It's coming from our own gospel junk. We're speaking powerful things. That's why we're, the prophetic and exhortation is so important because we're supposed to be speaking life over each other. Come on, we don't need to know your sins. Oh, I'm so done with even how prophets, it's like, well, I could, I could read your mail. I could, I could tell everyone's sins if I wanted. Who cares? Doesn't, that tells me you haven't actually got a heart from the Lord yet. You have a great gift, but you actually haven't actually spent time with Jesus. You know what? We were just at Bethel two weeks ago as a family, and Bill had a crazy awesome message. But you know what I loved more than that? Is you could just see he's been with Jesus. Like for real. I don't just say that. You could just feel it off of him. I love it because he could, he could, I love it. This guy's like the the leader of the whole movement. He gets up there and he's like, yeah, I wish we could just keep on worshiping today. No one asked me because I would have said that. But, But he was serious. He's like, I don't need to speak. He just wanted to praise Jesus. He wanted to give God the glory. Right? I love it. And what I really loved is most of his message is actually about creating more and more of a culture of community. And I'm like, we got it, Bill. Right? Isn't that cool? We can look at all these big things, but everyone is just growing in Christ. Like, we just want the presence. So does Bethel wants the presence. So does anyone else who wants the They want God to show up and actually change lives. And I'm telling you, God is moving and he's raising up equipping centers all over the nations. Romans 8, 28 32 says, for we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for what good? Why? For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born and destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. You you can't just say that. We're his family. Jesus is our big brother. Guess what? His, your big brother likes to hang out with you. And I say that because a lot of people were not in families or raised in families that they had a healthy family. And so that itself is a core value you have to create. That Jesus actually wants to hang out with you today. That he would rather be with no one else but you. Isn't it amazing he can do that? Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who profess, possess his right, perfect righteousness, he called co-glorified with his son. Whoa. We're glorified, guys. Isn't this cool? So what does this all mean? If God is determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? His goodness defends us, guys. A lot of some people take these verses and are like, well, it doesn't really matter then because we're just sovereign and you're, you're destined. You're here only because God lets you be here. That's not what the scriptures say. He created, did you know he created every human being to know him? Back to my first point, 
He gave you free will. God is a sovereign. He's sovereign. But in his sovereignty, he gave us free will. We have to realize that. He's God, so I'm not going to fight with him if he wants to come here and just lift my wife up and put her, I don't know. But I'm like, well, I can't stop that. It's God. But he actually just wants to be, us to love him. And it breaks him for every soul that doesn't. We need to remember that the, sometimes the church forgets there is a hell. Ooh, see, I don't even like going here because I burn for souls and it messes me up. But we actually live a life so often that we actually don't think about all that stuff going on. How many people around you. But we need to waken up to that. Because there is a hunger out there that I have never seen before. Oh, I'll tell you a sweet testimony this week. So you guys, uh, she's not here. Uh, Fatima. We all love Fatima, right? You guys know Fatima? Well, we send her condolences. Her father passed away this week. He was older, uh, and she said that it was either he's get healed or he was going to go hang out with his friend Jesus, right? But we got just the, it was the afternoon of, I think, uh, before he passed, we got to, well, we tried FaceTiming, but the internet didn't work, so we just did a call. So there's a few of us in my office, and we got to pray over him. Well, you're going, well, that was a sucky testimony. He died. But it isn't, because there's a purpose. God set us up. We're praying. We have no idea. Fatima says there's some family friend in the room. That's all she said at the beginning. And we're praying. And we're praying with passion. We're praying for healing. We're believing. And then we had a word about let's just release the glory in the room. The glory of God does something. I'll get that. And so we release the glory. That's, we're just praying, Lord, release the glory in the room. We're loving it. We can't see you because it's just a phone, right? We finally stop. And, and Stacy asked Fatima, is like anything else? She goes, no, but um, this is my, I don't even know her name. Young, uh, this, this young lady in the, she wasn't actually related. She's a, a family friend that's like family. So she's there. She thinks of him like a dad. Guess what? She says, she's like, can you ask those people on the phone to lead me to Jesus? <laughs> Stacy got to walk her through the prayer. And then, she, I, I know it's what's happened this week, but I, I, she actually said, can I get baptized? Because she... I guess there's some Catholic background, so she had been to Mass every Christmas, but that's it. But she actually said, I want a real relationship. Because the glory of God. I know there's more. I'm sure Fatima and others have been sharing, but we got to be part of the greatest miracle. And it was like, we're all sitting like, oh my word. All we did was release the glory. We prayed for healing. The guy didn't get healed. And so, but we, but we and the glory shows up and somebody gets saved. But how many opportunities do we have that we hold back? We got to realize that don't hold back. I, sometimes, I'm a very passionate person, but I'm getting after myself to get zealous again. Because people actually are drawn to it. Right? They want to know. Praise. Just, well, uh, fastest salvation I've ever actually been a part of. We were with the ministry, oh, it doesn't matter, Fresh Fire in, in Toronto. For a week, I was on the streets every day, downtown Toronto. And we saw amazing miracles, signs and wonders. It was awesome. And they had cameras out and stuff. So we, we were praying um, for this one, this one guy. And we were in this, I don't, I don't know it's Toronto very well, but in this park. And you know, what's the tower? Is it CN Tower? CN Tower. I can see it. It's like right over there. But I'll tell you for a second. So we pray for this guy. He first gets his leg healed. But then he admits his eye. He can't see very well. 
So we lay hands on his eyes, and he sees. He's freaking out because he can see, he's never seen the CN Tower. He's like, I can see it. Like, he, he's seen it up close, but he could see it. But he can now, can never, he wouldn't have seen it before. He's like crying. He's getting, he, uh, he got saved, which is the more important. But the coolest thing happened, I'm standing there, and now they're interviewing this whole thing because we had cameras and stuff out, which is fun too. But um, they're, they're doing this. And this guy's standing about where Sinclair over here is, John. And I literally, the Lord says just this, he says, Kevin, he wants to ask him if he wants to be saved. Now, again, we've been on the streets for days, so you're in a mode. Right? Just, it's a lot easier because you're just, you've looked like a fool too many times. It doesn't matter, right? And so, it's true. You guys, if you're scared of rejection, just get rejected a lot. It doesn't matter anymore. You can go out with me. I don't care if somebody says no. I do. Yeah. I got another story about that funny. So, I walk over, and literally all I said, and he's just looking at us. I said, hey, do you want to accept Jesus today? He's like, yes, can we do it? And I literally, less than a minute, like 30 seconds, the guy's saved. I literally yell over to the team. I'm like, this guy just accepted Jesus. And they're all like, "Come!" They're like, what? No, 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 we didn't. And they're like, I'm like, talk to him. We'll find out. His mom, this guy probably was about, probably in his 70s. His mom, he admitted his mom died praying for him to be saved. But he said, get this, he said, I've never seen that before. Because of that guy being healed. He said, there has to be a God, and he got saved. Whoa, come on, Jesus. Boom. God is so good. I got to tell you a funny story. Oh, I'm going to get a funny story. It's funny to me. My personality might not be your funny. But a friend, I had a very zealous friend that was very passionate and crazy evangelist. Oh, I got love, actually. Now I'm thinking of all his stories. This guy, I, was able to, I brought him into the it was UFC, UF the university, and, I, and he, this guy was so passionate, and he would do anything I said. So I told him to go into the university class and shut it down and just start preaching the gospel. He did it twice in a row. He literally went, hey, hold on, teacher. And he starts preaching, and the teacher didn't say anything. They just look. Right? They're like, it was hilarious. We did get a phone call of the ministry. Um, but, um, and then I got in a little trouble. But... That's okay. But this guy's, I love his heart. He's just passionate. And so we're driving, and he sees this guy, and he feels convicted to share the gospel. Isn't that amazing? So he goes, let me out. He runs up to the guy, and he's like, dude, you need to know Jesus. And this guy's like hardened. He's like, I know nothing about Jesus. He's like on him, and he's like, no. And if you knew this guy, he didn't always have the best tact. He starts crying out. He gets on his knees. He's like, no, sir, you're old, and you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get saved, but it was a funny story. But, um... <laughs> Because it was a longer, it went on for a while. The, guy, the guy's like, get away from me. But, but he, there was a seed planted, right? There was a seed planted. Sorry, that's funny to me. Because God's love still came over. Because he was genuine. Because he literally was crying. He had a great heart. He just crying out. He's like, dude, the guy's going. And he, we're like, hey, get away, get away, right? Oh, I got some funny. I, one more funny story. So we're down in Toronto, and one of my friends, he's just trying so hard, right? And he has such a good heart, too. Um, and he goes up, and he's like, you guys, I got a word. Hold on, it's my turn, it's my turn. He walks up to this guy living on the bench. It's like my sense of humor, I'm going to get in trouble. And so he looks at the guy, he's lying on the bench, this is literally, his, and he goes, hey, God just told me to give you a word. He knows that you live here. <laughs> this is a homeless guy, you guys. My friend and I were like, oh my, other guy, we're like, oh my goodness, you should have told us the word before you gave it. 
like, the guy was like, what do you mean? Well, that's rude. I'm like, Maybe. but we actually got to pray for him. And it, it turned out good. Once we got over the fact that like, because he's like, no, because he's genuine. He's like, no, but God knows that's where you live. Right? Isn't that hilarious? You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways, that's good. We need to laugh this morning, I guess. Oh, I got some funny stories. Um, where was I? I have no idea. Um, so what does this all mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then can ever stand against us? For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. He won't withhold anything else. Anything. His goodness, guys. We need to step out. We need to step out to see his goodness. We need to try his word sometimes. I'm telling you, it's exciting. Oh. As a father, God doesn't give things contrary to who he is. He doesn't give sickness or pain. Can we agree with that? No, we have to agree with that. It doesn't matter what the... Re- our job isn't the results. That's his job. And if your theology, which is your interpretation of Scripture, your life experiences is that when you pray for somebody, they don't get healed, don't, don't now blame that on God and say that God doesn't heal today. Don't blame anybody. Just do it again. Because your theology isn't based on experience. It's based on this. But the thing is, we say that we actually have to believe that. Come on, it says we can do some crazy things. 1 John 5, 9 to 11 says, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continue to let my love nourish your hearts. Ooh. If you keep my commands, you will fit live in my love just as I've kept my Father's commands. For I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts and overflow with gladness. We need some more joy in the church. And the only way you're going to have that is if you actually are watching what God's doing. Right? Come on. I'm running out of time, so I just, we got to make sure, we got to pray for you too. You want to stand up? These two are, this sad in my, oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, we have a few elders, just, we won't make a big, just get around them. These guys are moving, if you don't know. It's their last Sunday here, right? We'll just keep them there. We'll just get them. We'll get them good. But they're, they're, I'm actually saddened. I was trying to get a word of the Lord that said they couldn't go. So I told them they couldn't go, but I said it wasn't actually the Lord. I just was waiting for one. And so I haven't got it yet, so I'm not going to lie. Um, but Lord, we just thank you for Harrison and Heidi, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that they are kingdom people. Lord, I don't believe that, that they're just leaving and separating, Lord, their family going just moving away. And Lord, I thank you that I just see over you guys that even the growth in the last season, that you guys are signs and wonders people. I just see such a, uh, just this evangelistic prophetic unction that's on you and this like fireball that just wants to get people saved and set free and you're burning and I just see that God is actually positioning where you're going and you're gonna see so much fruit 
because you care and you care deeply. And Heidi, I just see that loving nurture that's all over you. And you are also that prophetic anointing, but the, this fireness. I actually see in this next season, you're going to see a whole nother of this, like this radicalness on you. I'm just seeing it right now. This, yeah. I, you're going to get, you're going to speak things very straightforward to people. And it's almost like, God, that's intense. But you're like, no, it's out of love. And that's why God has got love all over you. And I just thank you, Lord, for that whole uh, uh, Joan of Arc thing I see on her, God. That there's just this thing of honor over her, Lord God, that she, the way she carries her and how the kingdom surrounds her, Lord God, and that purity and holiness upon these two, Lord God, that they desire, I guess here he says, they desire to do my will. They desire to do my will. So they burn for that. And I just want to say that the God is proud of you. I can feel his love around you, God, and his support. And I see that there's angels going with you as you go. And you're bringing a fire. And I, actually, I, you're going to probably start at some point, uh, and actually at least a home group or something when you get over there, because I see you um, right now. I'm in a, I see you guys ministering and actually starting something that's going to create others to rise up. And it's just like, don't, yeah, I just speak, just don't think little of yourself. God sees you big. And you guys already have it. You carried. He's, you've grabbed something, not just from us, but what God's doing personally in your guys' life. So anyone else have something to pray over them? The, the elders? Bless these guys. Send them out. Yeah. Even as an apostolic center, we just all agree, right? We send them out. That's the point, right? We send them out. But the cool thing about it, this is a whole other talk, but as apostolic is you don't just send out with just sending. We're sending with a purpose. They were called apostles to be sent out with bringing the kingdom. They, right? They're just, they're, because apostle means sent one, but people read it and go, oh, it just means sent ones. And they used to just say missionaries. It's not what it is. If you study it, it's actually, they're being sent out to release the kingdom on the earth. They're going with heaven, right? So we're sending them out with all of heaven and all of our prayers and our family and our backing. I just see you guys, even in this season, it's been a season of putting roots down. And I just, um, that psalm that says that the, the righteous trees by the, the river of the Lord, and they are planted there, and in due season that they will produce fruit. And I just see their leaves will not wither, and whatever they do will prosper. And I actually yes. feel like this is a season of abundance for you guys, and I see fruit coming, like overloaded. It's like the harvest for you guys. I see your baskets are full of fruit. So I just bless you, Lord, in this season as their roots have gone down deep. God, I thank you for the faithfulness of this couple to say yes to you. No matter what comes, Jesus, they have said their yes. And I thank you, God, that you are blessing them in this season and that they are going to prosper, Lord. And no plan of the enemy set against them will, will prevail in Jesus' name. But we thank you. And we thank you for this child as their family is expanding. Lord, we thank you for the smile of the Father over them and over this little one, Lord, and we thank you that it is going to bring, is like the bouncing baby child, and it's going to bring so much joy to you guys. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for the fresh baptism of fire that I see pouring out of them, Lord God. And yes. it's like I see fresh baptism of fire, baptism of fire, baptism of fire over and over and over again. It's like dominoes coming for you guys in this next season. It's just like one after the, after the other, after the other, after the other. And it's like there's this place in the spirit for you guys where you're going to be like, wow, am I ever, is this enough, Lord? Can I contain enough? And he's like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. And he stretches out the tent pegs more and more and more and more, bigger and bigger 
bigger and bigger to contain everything that he has for you in this season to prepare you for the next season because the next season is going to have glory written over it like a banner of glory written over this next season coming for you and so this season right now is in preparation for what he's going to be doing in the next season so lord god we just call it in we call in the glory lord god we call in the salvations we call in the miracles the signs and the wonders lord god and we call in the place for them to root and plant lord god when they get there in the spirit realm lord in jesus name i thank you that you've already set a place aside for them in the spirit realm lord god that their place is sure i i just see heidi and i see harrison written over those spots it's like it's just already there for you i see family written over that place for you so lord god i thank you for it and we call it in in jesus name and we just bless them in the spirit realm lord god we bless them and we just in the spirit i i just keep seeing these like balls of fire hitting your guys on the head over and over and over again so lord god we just uh yeah we anoint them lord god in the spirit realm we anoint them for the coming season in jesus tell you that you're not leaving Windward, you're taking it with you. Yeah, come on. That your bellies are full of fire, including that little babe. You're going to be a firebrand for the Lord. You are loved. You are so, so loved. And you'll carry that impartation with you when you go. The Lord told me that your home is going to be a hot spot. You have leadership all Tune your ears to the things he tells you, the things he asks you to do. You guys are quick to obey. And there's there's going to be a gathering that happens around you in your home. People will notice when they come into your home, not just signs and wonders, but the peace and the love of the Lord. You have such a nurturing spirit. Little ones, little ones, little ones, little ones will just come to your need. Like Jesus said, Forbid them not. Let them come because the love you carry will be imparted to those children. It'll be a love that they'll never forget. Father, I thank you for the gift they've been to our body. Mm-hmm. And Father, it's been that cross-pollination. And Lord, as you prayed that they're not leaving windward. We're just releasing them, Father God, just to another corner of the vineyard. That's what it is. You can't help yourselves. That's what they do. So again, Father, I just thank you for them. Yes, Lord. Not only your blessing, your anointing. And I can't help but think that while you were here, and it seems all too short, that even then, you were preparing a way when perhaps maybe we didn't see one. But we celebrate you. We celebrate you. We thank, Father, what you've given. And we pray, Father, that as they go, they go with the blessing of this house in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you. Woo, come on, we send you out. Come on, God's good. I gotta give you guys, you guys, let's stand up where you have to. You, can do that. you guys are awesome. I just, the Lord's speaking to me. I just want to encourage you guys. Actually, I was like hearing like these guys are the sons of thunder. Dude, you guys, you guys are, yeah, come on, exactly, right? You're, you guys are making uh, help hey. And I just want to bless you guys. I just see like this, um, over you, I just saw this whole like ability to like rescue people. And I, I don't know, I just, this whole Jeremiah anointing thing going on too. I don't, is it? Oh, okay, that's right, Jeremiah, that's awesome. 
And so, uh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Oh, that's awesome. And so, but Lord, I just thank you for his heart because you actually are like, you, you're very tenderhearted. You, you carry that, that David's thing that you're a warrior, but you actually de- de- um, care very deeply. I can see that. But you're a giant killer, and I just want to encourage you. There's this whole, there's a, over you both, you well, but I just see this like, it's, it's hard because I actually see them in the spirit kind of connected. Are you guys are just friends or brothers? Bro, okay, that makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. And so Lord, I just thank you, Lord, because there is. There's a thing between you guys, and you push each other, and you guys are driving each other into going after more of God. And there's, a, there's been a shift in the season. It's just bringing you to other levels and bringing you to a hunger. I can see that, and God's being faithful because you guys are crying out even to see and move in things. And I'm telling you, you guys are called to do things like what I'm doing right now. Is that speak over and prophesy over people. I can see that, and you're going to declare things. And there's a whole on you, uh, a governmental. I just saw there's actually God's going to use you in governmental situations. And I see you also this whole Joshua thing um, and, and, and your ability to actually, I saw, this is a weird, I saw you scaling the wall and then take, bringing people over the wall. So I just thank you for this evangelistic anointing, um, this radicalness, Lord God. I thank you that I see the creativity over him, Lord God, thinking of new ways that actually, like I see you pondering with the Lord is like what, like trying to figure things out and you really think, but you're going to, but you're put, putting, sharing yourself in a place of trust. And it's like, God's going to bring this whole ability to you to actually set people free in a creative way. You're going to get people over that wall and see past what's been what's been holding them back. And I just thank you, Lord, even like Joshua, bringing people into the promised land. So I bless these two right now. I thank you for the power of God and the anointing that's upon them. I thank you that as they're bringing the word and the spirit is coming alive in their lives, Lord God, that they are going to see signs and wonders wherever they go. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. I love you guys. No, I love you guys because there's a culture here that you guys have just got excited because they got a word. Of course, everyone wants a word. We all love words. But I, like, honestly, I get them because I haven't seen this all the time. Like, there's a lot of places you go, everyone's like, all you feel is, okay, where's my word? No, but honestly, because we're a church, you guys came here for a message and we're getting a message, but we're also taking time to pray for people and stuff. And I could feel it in, that you guys are excited. That's huge. So I'm saying, good job. I feel the, that light of the Lord over you, honestly. Because that's the heart. When we have something like that, we're going to go places. Because that's Jesus. He, he wants everybody around. You're going, come on. Come on. I love it because we get to see what God's house, God sees somebody, right? Okay. When we say, um, when we say things like God allows it to make us... Uh, feel good, uh, make us feel good, or so we can keep everything sovereign. But that's like allowing somebody to hurt my kids so I can show mercy. Sorry, that's my note was written right wrong. But often we're like, "Well, this thing happened, like the wars happened, because God's sovereign, and and it just is happening." But but we have to think of ourselves as His children. That's like saying, "Well, I'm going to allow somebody to hurt my kids just so that I can show them mercy." Because God wants to show his goodness because, you know, he's going he's gonna to turn all things to good. So we love that, which I believe in. He turns all things for good, but that wasn't his plan. He gave you free will, which allowed things to happen that allowed us to the place where he now has to turn it to good. But he only turns it to good by using his vessels, which is you, to choose to say, I see the kingdom, and I'm going to bring the kingdom into this situation. That's our job. We are, we are we're literally God's ambassadors running around fixing dealing with the mess of the, the, the world. All right? Uh, when we reason that God is causing evil, it destroys any form of discernment. 
when we're running around, when we reason that God is causing evil, it destroys any form of discernment. Do you get what that means? If we're actually thinking that that's God, and that becomes a, an ability to say, well, God's causing evil over here, we actually thrown out our discernment. Because our discernment relies on that God is good. And if it's good, then it's God. If it ain't good, good it ain't God. God is not the war right now. He wasn't COVID, guys. Now, I'm telling you, God is using COVID to bring in harvest. He's laughing. See, it says he sits in the heavens and laughs. Because when we're sitting going, oh my goodness, it's destroying us. He's like, you guys, look at me. We're going to have fun with this one. The devil thinks he's got it. Come on. That's like that old saying, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, you tell the devil, the devil comes and tells you your sins today and you just have to remind him of his future. Right? But that's God, because he already knows. See, he doesn't need a revelation. He already has it. He knows she's good. I actually woke up, the reason I got this message, on Tuesday morning I woke up and I, I saw a vision of myself sharing this. I actually make sure I read it right. It's very simple. I'm not here to convince you guys, but to invite you into an experience of God's goodness. I can't convince you. It's not even my job to convince you. I'm welcoming you into an experience because he's an experiential God. God, how good are you? Show me. Reveal to me. Oh. I'll leave it here. If we don't, uh, whoever Jesus is to you, he will be through you. So we're going to go to Matthew 16, 13 to 19. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, but still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? I love it. Jesus was showing us. He doesn't, he's not asking who, who your neighbor thinks he is. He's not coming to say, hey, He's not coming to me in the morning and say, hey, how much does Justin want Jesus? How much does Donna want Jesus today? No, he's saying, Kevin, how much do you want me today? I'm accountable, you guys. The number one thing that can take, for me personally, is how the devil loves to come and go, start speaking like that. Oh, there's that, that person has this motive and this. And I've learned, because that's comparing. My job isn't to figure out what their motive is. No, seriously. I run into this all the time. I, I don't know about you, but personally, I run into it. It's like even in a good thing. They're doing a good thing, but you're like, hmm, is that really, maybe they just want to, who cares if they want recognition? God's moving through their lives, and who am I to judge it? No, seriously, we got to get over this and get excited. Oh, but Kevin, did you hear the other day, so-and-so, they got like 10 people saved. They're so excited. They want to tell everybody. Well, what was wrong with that? Well, they want to tell everybody. I'm like, come on, that's amazing. No, like seriously, you, I hear this all the time in the church, like in the, not in here, of course, but like out there in the body of Christ somewhere. And, and like you hear this stuff, but we have to shift. We're not competing one another in this room. You guys, we're actually lifting each other up. I can't say this enough. I almost every message will bring this somehow because I, it's the biggest thing I see in the body of Christ is that we fight each other. We beat each other up without even realizing it. Out of our own insecurity, we're trying to elevate ourselves. Have you ever been 
Of course, you wouldn't do this, but have you ever been around somebody that when they share a testimony, you have to share, so that other person has to share one right away? You know what I mean? So get this, this is what happened, da, da, da. Hold on, I want to tell you what happened years ago to me. Okay, that's awesome, but why are you sharing it right now? Like, can't you just be excited for a second? Like, literally, guess how I had to learn this? Years ago, I'll be honest, I was doing, (laughs) Brett was sharing something, and I'm like, oh, guess what happened to me? And he's like, Kevin, why do you always tell me the same thing? Why do you have to tell me a testimony? I'm just sharing you. I'm like, oh. I didn't like it when he said it in the moment. (laughs) I was like, what? No, that's not. And I actually had to search my heart and say, yeah, why am I? It's It's not always that. But there's times we have to learn, why are you sharing it? Are you giving God the glory or are you just trying to bring your identity? Hey, look at me, I can do it too. I actually believe all you guys are giant killers. I actually, I think all you guys are taking on the devil. Why? Because that's what the Bible tells me you are. And I believe in you guys. I, re- I love believing in people. If you get around me, I love to believe in people. It's actually a passion to me. I want to see people fly. I always tell, people are like, oh, I, I, Donna doesn't like this. I'm always like, can't you? God's going to start using you more and doing this and this so I can just sit back and, and like look after your book table or something. Because well, like, that's my personality. I actually don't need to be up here. I love just watching God move. My buddy Sammy tells people my secrets sometimes. Because people all think, because everyone's like, well, you want to be on the station. If you really want to know me, I would way rather be in my office right now listening to Jason Upton alone with Jesus. Honestly. Because I just, that's who I am. But then God calls you to do what you're called to do. I'm not up here because I'm better than anyone else. I'm just up here because God has commissioned me to be up here. But we have to realize that. And so the coolest thing is I don't actually have to worry about somebody taking a position because it's not my job to look after. It's His. And when we realize, realize that in the body of Christ, that we're not competing against each other, we actually get to see so much more. And we're in joy. Why? Because... I'm accountable, like he just asked Peter. He asked the disciples, who do you say I am today? Who, does, who do you see Jesus as today? Who do you see the Father as today? Let's answer, see what he says. Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Get that. He had the right answer. But even he couldn't even take the credit for that. You guys, we can't take credit for his goodness. His goodness opens our eyes. His goodness allows us to experience him. His goodness allows you to be living today. You were, there's, oh, I don't remember the scripture. There's actually a scripture, go look it up, um, that says that you were actually des- destined for today. Like you were, po- you were on the earth today for this moment. So if you're like, oh, and, oh my goodness, everything's going around me. I wish I was born 200 years ago. No, you weren't wishing that because God needed you here today. And so back to what I said at the beginning is that you bring revival. That's another secret you can use out of the word and say, hey, well, the devil's like, you're, you're nothing here. You're just here. No, I was made to be here, which means I must have a purpose because God didn't just throw me here. He gave me free will and he wanted me to love him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see heaven come. Start thinking about that when you're sitting to pay for your groceries at the, in the lineup. Go, oh, yeah. Man, what's the purpose right now? I've got heaven coming right you can stir yourself up in a good way all you're doing is going oh heaven's here i'm aware again that's all it is jesus never left he never left 
even in this, these verses, he already knew who he was. He wanted to know who they thought he was. Because he was saying, have you been revealed yet? And he's saying, thank you, my father, you listened. He's going, good job, Peter, you listened. I'm telling you, good job, you guys, you're listening. You're getting revealed to know who he is. And what does he say after that? I also say to you, our Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will, will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth you shall have been loosed here, loosed in heaven. Then he just gave them the powerhouse. And guess what? In the Great Commission, I think Matthew 20, it says actually, he passes that along. And he says, you guys, now it's you, you're supposed to do it. Have you ever read the Great the, the Commission? We call it the Great Commission. I love what Bill Johnson says. He says the Great Commission is actually uh, the Lord's Prayer. And that's bring heaven on earth. But I love what it says. It says, heal the sick. Did you read that? Heal the sick. It didn't say that Jesus healed the sick. It says, go heal the sick. You heal the sick. Go read that verse sometime. He actually gives you all the responsibility. He does. He's not waiting. Don't wait for, oh, sovereignly, Lord, I'm at the grass. If you tell me right now, we do this, and we, and especially even in a prophetic moment, well, Lord, if you give me a word for the cashier, just tell her Jesus loves them. You'll be surprised how that breaks open things. I have gotten people saved from things that are like the simplest thing and you feel stupid. You just share the kingdom of God. So I'm going to close with that. But before we do that, we're going to pray for some... We want to stand up. We need some... We want to demonstrate the kingdom of God. I love it. When Peter was asked, who do you say that I am? It can also be translated, who am I to you? So who is, who is Jesus to you today? Is he a healer? If you're in this room right now and you need healing, don't look at me. Let's look at Jesus today. Let's expect God to move today, this morning. We tend to see God the way, he, the way He is. We don't tend to see God the way He is, but we tend to see Him through the image of God that we have made Him come to be. So I'm telling you right now, uh, it was also had a privilege this week with Sammy to be on Daystar. Um, we were praying for miracles, and that was the word I actually felt was God was breaking off the... We, we've created a theology around, um, I think it's John chapter 5, the pool of Bethesda. It's almost like, well, only a few people in this room can get healed this morning. Where's the healing? I'm not saying that didn't happen, but you know what Jesus did? He opened the door that the pools can be lakes and oceans and everywhere. Like literally. That's a mindset we got to break. Well, we'll wait for the healing anointing to move. No, Jesus did it already. Again, back to choosing, is heaven here or not? Come on. Build faith, come on. It's not that hard. I walked into, years ago, I, I walked into the Tim Hortons in front of, um, seven, not Seven Oaks, the other one, um, West Oaks. You know that one right there? I was with a bunch of friends. All I was going in, and I had to use the washroom. So I walked in, but, but I got was stirred up. But we were just out evangelizing or something. And there's this guy that was uh, waiting for, uh, and his right and his wrist, he had one of those um, soft uh, casts on, right? And all of a sudden, I'm like, ooh. Didn't get a word for him. I said, hey, dude, can I pray for your wrist? In the washroom, right? <laughs> it's not very big in that washroom. I remember it. I can almost smell. Anyway, and and I and we prayed, and and he literally we got to take it off, and he got healed right there. And it was, it, you know, what's fun when you have to walk out of the washroom with a guy that you never met and bring him to your friends. I'm like, dude, this guy gets got healed in the washroom. Like, really? And he's sharing. Yeah, he's like, dude, I couldn't do this. We got to share the gospel with him, right? Dude, 
I could have said, well, that's weird and inconvenient. But he wouldn't have been healed. Come on, you guys. God is moving. He's moving today, and he wants to heal you today. So there's a, can I get the prayer team up here? I'm going to just throw out some words of knowledge, and I want to release you guys. Uh, we also want to bless, uh, you guys, if you don't know, Angel and Leah got married yesterday. Woo! I love that. Well, we pray for all the singles you find. Open their eyes to the ones. Thank you, Jesus. Because it's a choice, you know. Again, free will. Anyways, um, somebody who's in this room has been getting rib pain. It's like around their ribs. Pain's in their ribs area. It's not actually a rib, but in that area there. Who's that? Don't be shy. We're just going to pray for you. Right there. There it is. Can you come on up? We're going to pray for you. Or you can stay there if you feel awkward. We can just pray for you right there. I don't care. Come on up. Um, somebody with a tailbone injury. Who's got the tailbone injury? That's you. Come on up. Come on. specific for, I know there's other people that have knee injuries and we'll love to pray for them, but um, there's somebody that was like, it's almost like they, it's an older injury, but they were like, it's almost, I see them almost, I see them out on the grass playing a sport or something, so I don't always exactly, sometimes you give too much information, you can mess it up, but um, I want the sports injury that's to a knee, it's in here, who's that? They're playing of some sort, who's that in here? Is that you? Oh, come on, right, there you go, come on, Jesus, come on, you guys, I get excited because why would God waste his time telling me about somebody's going to get healed if they're not going to get healed? No, honestly. I'll tell you a cool story. I just want to build some faith here. Um, Shavda, Behesh Shavda, I don't know if you know him. He's this prophet guy, awesome guy, glory guy. He was in a plane one day on his way to go minister somewhere, and the plane actually, like, started going down, and all those things fell out, and everyone's screaming, and it's chaotic. Like, this is legit. This isn't like, maybe they're going to go down. Like, this is bad. And, of course, it recovers because he's still alive. And it recovers, and everyone kind of finally calms down. They look at this guy that they don't know because he's just sitting there, and they said, who are you, and why in the world did you just sit there? Like, literally, what would you be doing? And he looked at him and said this. He goes, I'll show you something. This is your, he showed him, his, his, he took out his, his, uh, some papers. He said, look at this. These are words God gave me about people. I'm going to a meeting. Why would he waste my time if I was going to die? So I'll tell you, you want to break off the fear of death? Just get a vision for things you're supposed to do. If you have a purpose to live, you ain't getting taken out, right? That's good. Okay, floaters in the eyes. Right, who's that? This boy that floaters in the eyes you too man you need to work okay let's get you over here um i don't understand sammy was telling me today i need to learn like more physical understanding of the body um i saw the right it's like on my front it was on the front right side so i don't know what's in here like what's right in there it's your liver the liver, whatever's there. If you got pain there, come on up. We're gonna get you healed up. I'm not religious. Just God wants to heal. It's good. So come on up. And so all the rest of you, just we're gonna we're gonna pray for these guys. Be a part of it. Lord. We just bless this amazing body right now. Lord, we pray for your fire and your anointing, Lord God. Fresh revelation today, Lord God. 
fresh manna today, Lord, that they would not be satisfied of the past or what has happened before, but they would want to eat and eat at your table today and enjoy your goodness today. Lord God, reveal your goodness. Even this week, I hope, I pray for testimony after testimony of your goodness that they would see today in the land of the living, Lord Jesus. Lord, we bless them in Jesus' name to go out and release the kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. And we also have prayer.